This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. there. Welcome once again to The Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary and as host of this podcast, it's my job to ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper and it's up to my guests to come up with the correct answers. If you've watched any ABC comedy in the last few years, it's highly likely that you've seen my guests this week. One of them played Bess on Upper Middle Bogan and the other was Audrey on The Letdown. And in fact, if you watched Summer Love on the ABC on Wednesday night, you would have seen them finally getting to work together playing sisters. Welcome to the show, Annie Maynard and Alison Bell. Thank you very much, John Leary. Hello, you two. It's lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Lovely to team up again. Yes, finally. Tell me about (laughs) Summer Love. Because, Alison, you actually wrote the episode of Summer Love on which you were both playing sisters. Yeah, correct. I wrote it. It is a work of fiction, but it is inspired by my family. And I do have a sister who I'm very close with. And I was so delighted when we cast Annie Maynard because she makes me laugh like my sister makes me laugh. So it was a perfect fit. Has your sister, has, has she seen the episode Yet. No. Has she read it? No. Mm-hmm. You didn't share anything with your sister? I shared a very early outline with her, which was just basically it's about one of the loves of my life, my sister. And that got her weepy. So I Good. won her over with that. <laughs> yeah. And then come what may with the actual production. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how she goes. I might have <laughs> see taken See how she it. goes with it. Yeah. I might have taken because it in a different direction. Full disclosure. Alison is also my partner. So it's interesting that you didn't write your Summer Love episode about (laughs) the other love of your life. You chose to write about your sister. Let's take this off air, Johnny. (laughs) I think this is the forum. Johnny, do you want me to facilitate? No, it's fine. No, it's fine. I've worked through it. It's it's good. You'll be waiting for that. Don't worry. This I feel she'll be very proud. (laughs) <laughs> Do you have real life sisters, Annie Maynard? No, no I am an, I'm an only child. I'm one of those actors. Oh, you're one of them. Yeah. Well, we're both youngests. So oh, you little brats. You know, yeah. yeah. Getting away with but, everything. But you, as an only child, got all the attention. Yeah. Just look yeah. at me all the time. <laughs> no, I always wanted an older sister. I went through quite a phase of going, actually, I, f- I feel that I've missed out on a key sort of mentor oh, figure yeah. to help me v- through this awkward stage. And then the next one, next one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did my uh, episode satisfy yes. that need? Did oh, it fill yeah, that gap? That Deeply. <laughs> Deeply fulfilling. As the power of television. Yes. And I think, you know, as I've texted you, I think we are family now. So um, I'm glad that you're hosting Christmas and I'll I'll just bring a pav or something if you're happy to organise it. 
now on this uh, season of the podcast, I've been asking my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Yeah. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Look, nothing stays in my head, Uh-oh. so I'm, I'm useless at all trivia. But something my son not not actually told me. One of his games uh, educated me about this just just a couple of nights ago, and yes. that is that snakes don't have ears, as we all know, <laughs> but they do hear. How do they hear, Alison Bell? Through the bones in their head. How about that? The bones in their head vibrate. Yeah. And that's so they, they don't hear. have a, a hole. They don't have a holy. No, bit where the sound waves can go in. At all. No. It's just, it's just all... the vibrations. Mm. They just hear it rattling around in their head. like Yeah. All, so I, I yeah. don't suppose they've got very distinct hearing. Not no, at all. They, they just pick up on vibrations. Correct. How about that for some trivia? That's pretty good. It's a I good like one. I'll forget like that in a week. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I knew that was going to be your piece of trivia. Uh, what about you? Because <laughs> I Maynard? told you after I learned it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Annie? Do you have a uh, favourite piece of trivia? Well, my son's love language is facts. So I really would. What's yeah. a, what, what? Get him on the podcast. What the, I I agree. What are you doing? Here? I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He loves to share facts, and so I've learned a lot about space and Great. you know very Wonderful. niche, you know specific things. But he did not teach me this one. This is my favourite because when during lockdown our street. We did um, street trivia, as many, I think, (gasps) cul-de-sacs around Australia did. We had our little chairs out there and um, each family would take a turn of hosting um, trivia. then And you'd bake a cake or like a dessert for the winner and they would get that. Oh, wow. That is very neighbourly. I don't think many streets in Australia would do that. Well, maybe not many. It was fantastic. (laughs) Anyway, and so um, this is a fact that I have from there. In Texas, it is illegal... To swear in front of a corpse. (laughs) Really? Yes. I have no follow-up information. I just have that and a mic drop. That was problem enough for them to legislate. (laughs) This is the story that I'm interested in. So sorry, what happened that that had to be made into a law? That was happening often enough? Maybe they had a really foul-mouthed coroner. coroner Oh, that's me. We've really got to do something about his... Oh, my God. Can you write that sitcom, please? That's hilarious. (laughs) That's very funny. Well, well done. Thank you both for those pieces of trivia. They're both quite enlightening. (laughs) The snake one's really, really, really strong. Anyway. (laughs) All right, we have to take a quick little break. We'll be back with the questions right after this. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Annie Maynard and Alison Bell. We're going to start with question number one. The name of one country starts with the letter Y. Which one? And there's a bonus point for naming the only country with two Y's in its name. Why would we start with geography? That's brutal. 
Do you know what my brain did? What? Europe. <laughs> oh, that's wrong in so many ways. Um, it's not a country. It no, doesn't start with why. Yeah, I just thought I'd brilliant. share because I, you know, is Yemen a country? Yemen is oh. a country, and Yemen is the correct answer. You Very well done, Alison Bell. I just misrepresented I myself. I don't know any geography. I don't know well, where that came from. Straight out, the, you, you didn't even <laughs> vacillate on that one. No. <laughs> How uncharacteristic. Anyway, uh, we've got a point. Not, so Eddie, now, can point. we go for the for the bonus point, which oh. is naming the only country with two Y's in its name? There are nineteen countries with Y. In yeah. their name, there are nineteen, and I can't. There are think nineteen, of one. but there's only one that has two, two. eyes. Can you give us the continent, maybe, John? Um, Johnny? yes, it's. <laughs> but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> it is Asia, but it's it's uh, the the Middle East more. Oh no, um, mm. Syria has one. Syria has one. Yeah. Um, if you can name all. All 19 of the uh, countries that, that have Y in their name, I'll, I'll give you huge points. <laughs> I'm sure Hungary you will. has one. Hungary's um, got one. Yep. Go Syria. any. <laughs> Yemen. <laughs> Yemen. So you've got three. Nailing it. Only 16 to go. Oh, and, you'll, you know, if you get them all, that means you'll get the one with two Ys in it. There's no Yugoslavia anymore, is there? No. no. Not anymore. Oh, um, okay. Countries with a Y. Yeah, Middle East. It's one, it's one of the stands. Oh. Afghanistan. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Or it starts with Kazakhstan. with a K, like Kazakhstan. What's the other K one? You pr- you're probably afraid of saying it because it's very easily mispronounced. Does it sound like it starts with a U? No. No. It starts with a K. Uh, sure. So. Could have been a silent K. But. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Uh, oh, no. Sounds good, though. Does, doesn't it? No, maybe Sounds I have to in. tell you. I think so. It, it's Kyrgyzstan. Kyrg. It's the Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. K Y R G Y Z S T A N. Yeah. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan. Thank you. Thank you. Bad luck, you didn't get the bonus point. No, but we got I'm the sorry. point. We got the you, point, Annie. You did get the main yes, point yeah. very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number two. Did the Rolling Stones form in, and this is a multiple choice, A- 1962, B, 1965, or C, 1967. Oh, that's, they're all very clustery, aren't they? I was they thinking are. Like, uh, 1994. <laughs> 2005. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like, yes, I know this. I was just talking about Rolling Stones the other day because apparently they formed, before they did their own music, they were doing covers. So they actually... They were, yeah, oh, very well done. They, they were kind of... They, you know, would do R&B covers. So, so the sort the... of Muddy Waters and Chuck Berry numbers. That might give us a clue. Maybe it's earlier than one thinks, like 62. 60. 62 feels very early, though, doesn't it? It does, that... but they were very because... youthful. Think about those early but pictures. still alive. No, they are. They are still alive. Let me tell you this. Mick Jagger and Keith Seven, Richards eight. actually went to school together Aww. in 1950. Uh-huh. But the Jagger family moved away to another town. Um, primary in school? 1954. I assume it must be primary school. Look, I, w- I want to go a little bit. I want to go in the middle. Do you? I wanna you want to go in the middle? I want to go 65. So they've got a little run on 
covers before they really hit their straps in like 72. Oh, I see. Oh, you know things. I'm going to go with Maynard on this. Oh, shit. Well, you shouldn't have. It, it was, you were right <laughs> before. It was 1962. 62s. Oh, but yeah. I said that. I just said that. <laughs> we'll go with our first they, um, Johnny. Uh. <laughs> yeah, all right then. Because uh, Jagger and Richards met again after going to school together in the early years. They, they met again on the 17th of October, 1961 on Platform 2 of Dartford Railway Station. And there's now a blue plaque, one of those, you know, commemorative uh, plaques on Platform 2 of of Dartford Railway Station commemorating their meeting. Their reunion, um, their accidental reunion. Yeah. That's very sweet. And and they were in kind of other, other little bands, but the group played their first show billed as the Roland Stones mm-hmm. on the 12th of July 1962 at the Marquee Club in London. <laughs> but the classic lineup of vocalist Mick Jagger, multi-instrumentalist Brian Jones, guitarist Keith Richards, bassist Bill Wyman and drummer Charlie Watts wasn't set until the following year, 1963. There you go. Wow. And they've there been getting on each other's nerves ever since. <laughs> It's a long time Probably. to be shat by your But they're still members. together. They're still making music. That's yeah. a miracle. Yeah. Isn't it? Has your, I tried to see, Annie, has your man friend <laughs> played <laughs> with the Rolling Stones? Oh, this is a good question. Because he, he's a I, musician. Yes, and I... He would I have boasted see, about I, that, wouldn't he? He would have boasted oh, if he yeah. played with the Rolling Stones. It's not, it's not on his website, but I wasn't sure. I don't how. think so. I don't yeah. think so. Okay. No, but my dad is a big fan. Oh, is he? Yeah, my parents just had their 50th wedding anniversary and so... Oh, shout out to... Ian and Gay. The Maynards. Ian and Gay. Ian and Gay. And I made a 1972 playlist for a party at their house, which was just me, mum, dad and my son, Toby. (laughs) And it was a great party, so shut up, everyone. (laughs) And, um, yeah, 1972 was just... Bangers, like yeah, incredible music. What was number one? What was the, what was the the biggest oh, hit? God, you think, I don't, I can't remember the biggest hit. Mix. There was a lot of a lot of Stones, and there was a lot of um, Lou Reed, Al Green. Oh yeah, lovely. Deep Purple, Helen Reddy, Paul Simon. Oh wow, Chicago, Donny Osmond, Bill Withers, oh, Rod this- Stewart. Rod Stewart, that was their oh, song. Wake uh, Up Maggie, that was their song. Was that their song? Stevie Wonder, yeah, that was their song. Joe oh. Cocker, Bob Dylan, I mean. Wow. This is a great mix. Yeah. I want this mix. I'll send it the, to you. The anniversary, the 50th anniversary of being gay. It's very niche. <laughs> Put that up on, on, you know, Spotify. Yeah, I reckon it'll take <laughs> off. <laughs> Probably. All right, question number three. Okay. Hillary Clinton and Michelle Obama have both won Grammy Awards. Who is the only United States First Lady to win an Emmy Award? Is it Michelle Obama? Or didn't an Emmy? Oh, didn't, did didn't they have win? A... No, no. I, that probably wouldn't be in the question if I if. Uh... No, you wouldn't have thought so. But no, um, so it's could have been a trick. Up. Could have been a trick. It's not a trick. Um, it is neither Hillary Clinton nor Michelle Obama. An Emmy. What's Lady Bush? <laughs> <laughs> What's Lady Bush? Well, I mean, imagine that was a <laughs> sentence that made sense, but she didn't. She didn't host a show. She didn't. She didn't. No. Do, no. Bar, do you mean Barbara? 
Barbara Bush. Or the, or the other one. Barbara Bush. I don't know who the other one was. What was her name? She wasn't really in the spotlight, was she? The other one? Probably hiding. Laura Bush was the other Bush lady. It was Junior's lady. Junior's lady. Junior's Laura wife. Bush. Was oh, it? hang on. It's a, is it a Trump? Is it uh, Trump adjacent? It is not Trump adjacent. No, it is not Trump adjacent. Oh, is it Nancy Reagan? No. Was Nancy no, an actor as well? No, you've got to go further back. No, oh, she, 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 I don't think she was. Well, that's asking a bit much. Abraham Lincoln's wife. Oh, was it Jackie Onassis? Oh, it was, of course. But she wasn't called that at the time. What was she called? J- Jackie Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy. Wow, for what? Well, she won a Emmy Award for her television tour of the White House that aired mm. on CBS in February of 1962. So Cribs of 1962. Wow. That must have been a, a cracking year for television if uh, <laughs> a tour of the White House was winning the Emmys. Well, it was. It was. They were. Jacqueline Kennedy led a kind of uh, renovation of the White House, and and so it was a lifestyle show. (laughs) It was a lifestyle (laughs) show because they reincorporated original furniture and and uh, elements to the White House after years and years of it kind of falling into disrepair. Oh wow! So yeah, there's a crib sketch. In this somewhere, though, isn't I think, there? yeah, a cross between <laughs> probably antique roadshow and oh, yeah. grand design. I love that. I think. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Now I see why it won an Emmy. Yeah, it was <laughs> fascinating. But do you know television. what uh, Hillary Clinton won her Grammy for, and Michelle Obama as well won their Grammys for Grammys? Yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely perplexed by this. Is it audio books? It is. It's best spoken word or non-musical album. For the, so Hillary uh, Clinton won at the 39th Grammy Awards in 1997 for the audio version of her book, It Takes a Village. And mm. Michelle Obama got her Grammy for the audio book version of her memoir, Becoming, making wow. it a third win for the Obamas since Barack Obama won twice for the audiobook recordings of his memoirs, Dreams of My Father and The Audacity of Hope, while Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton have trophies in the same category as well. Wow. wow. I mean, I'd listen to Barack Obama. I'd give him a Grammy just for having a little chat about anything. Is <laughs> <laughs> that creepy? That was so creepy. I'm so sorry. Pretty creepy. But, you know. Uh, but whatever. good, good creepy. <laughs> Deal with it. All right, question number four. Rufus Dawes, D-A-W-E-S, is the <laughs> protagonist of which classic Australian novel by Marcus Clark? Marcus Clark. There you go. There's a uh, Australian literature question yeah, for see. you both. Yeah, I see. I appreciate Ooh. that. <laughs> Could it be a book that I've read? It might be. No. It might have been is something it- you read at school. It's, oh. Marcus Clark is I don't is think a- it's something that you would have picked up. Recently. Recently okay. or for, for the joy of reading. Now, he's from yesteryear, isn't he? Marcus he is from Clark? yesteryear, that's right. Because there is various things named after him in Canberra where oh, I grew up. Oh, are there? Yes. The okay. Marcus Clark Memorial 
something. I think I'm correct. Marcus Clark Crescent or something. I've got Joseph Conrad, Heart of Darkness. What else did I read at school? Animal Farm. <laughs> Anna Karenina. Uh, Anna Karenina. <laughs> no, these are all, I mean, these are all classic novels. But, Jane um, Eyre. Uh, yes. None of them so far have been Australian, I don't think. None of them. That wasn't the emphasis back in no. the 90s. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I read no. any at high school. All right, let me tell you this. Yeah. It was published in the Australian Journal. So it was serialised in the Australian Journal between 1870 and 1872. Ooh. And it was later published as a novel in 1874 and is the best known novelisation of life as a convict in early Australian history. Was it made into a film? Not a film, but it was a dozen or so years after it was published, two rival stage productions were uh, adaptations were produced and played all around Australia and one even performed in theatres in London and San Francisco. And many years later, nearly 100 years later, in 1984, it was made into a three-part TV miniseries. A miniseries. Let's go, Annie. Colin Friels and Susan Lyons. Oh, <gasps> God. This is shameful. What the hell is it? This, this, is, is, this so is our terrain. Shameful. Admittedly, we were very young when it came out. It is a seven-word title. All the rivers run. No. no. Not. What's, what's that one? <laughs> His eyebrows <laughs> went John up, though. Oh. Why did your eyebrows go up when I said that? I felt that? like when you said all, oh, you no, went hopeful. Yeah, it, it sounded similar to the A first tick. word of ball, this. Ball, ball, call. Oh, it doesn't rhyme, no. just has a similar right. vowel sound. Um, so it's about a convict who is, was wrongly uh, accused of murder and is transported ooh. to uh, Van Diemen's Land, I think. Can you give us more clues about the title? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So when someone is sentenced to transportation, generally mm. how long would they be? Life. Yeah. Imprisonment. So, Life in Tasmania in nine. So that there, a life of life, life of is the final mm. word of the seven word title. <laughs> I was just like floating brothel for ages. I couldn't. <laughs> nothing else would come the into my head. The floating brothel. What's that one? Not That's a the... very good life. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a... a challenging, difficult, <laughs> torturous, something life. Pops so ridden. the title would be the sentence. So you're sentenced to transportation for life. Yeah, for what kind of a life? An interminable for, life. For the, well, <laughs> sure. Oh boy. Um, do we give up? I think we have to give up. Do you want to just pull the, the plug on the whole thing? This is out of their misery. For the term <gasps> of, of his natural life. Natural life. For the term of his natural life. Oh. Yeah. That we just needed that. Yeah, job. that whole, that whole, that's just All right, just let's get this me. one. You'll that's... be able to get question number five, I reckon. Okay. Phew. Which member of the Simpsons clan became a vegetarian in the seventh Lisa. season of the Lisa. show? Lisa. Of course, Lisa. Lisa. Lisa is the right answer. Very oh, well done. thank God. On the right side of history. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. No. Do you remember the title of that episode? Oh, no. Definitely not. No? It's pretty easy. Lisa the Vegetarian oh. is the fifth episode of the seventh series of the long-running show. Do you remember who else was in that episode, who guest starred in that episode? Of course not. There's about 48 series, aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> A thousand. Something like that. Oh, oh wasn't it? Us. McCartney. Yeah. 
Paul oh, and Linda McCartney. Because it That's was all right. about being a hippie and and they kindness. insisted, didn't they? Didn't they? They, did. they said they would do it if she, if Lisa became a vegetarian, or if one of them became a vegetarian. They would do it if Lisa stayed. Stayed a vegetarian, a vegetarian for the rest of the series. Oh, so instead of it being a punchline, ha and back to eating meat. Yeah, they were they were like, we'll only do it if if wow. she remains a vegetarian, which imagine, means it's it's one it. of the very few mm. permanent changes in any of the characters of The Simpsons. Wow, because yeah. they yeah. are ageless and they exactly. never evolve. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we have to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Annie Maynard and Alison Bell. We're up to question number six. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus is the Director General of what international body? Now, so how does this work? Can I just fire things at you and when I get it, if I get the right one, or do you have to submit one answer to... Oh, no, you can fire, fire as many as you like at me and, and find the answer. That's what we want. Is it the World Health Organisation? Oh, look, look Woo! at you, smashing it. <gasps> Annie Maynard. Yes. It is the World Health Organisation. Very well done. Who's been watching the news? Who's been in a well pandemic? Done. Do you know anything about Tedros? No, was there was a little bit of controversy, though, recently? Oh, was there? Was there? I'm not sure. Breaking um, here on the breaking. Yeah, I'm just going to slander him. <laughs> but in, non in a non-specific way, I'm just going to leave it there so that yeah. he's like, oh, oh, yeah, some, uh, what did he con do? Controversy. Uh, he's an Ethiopian microbiologist and he's the first African to hold the position of Director General of the WHO. Wow, stressful job. Oh, yeah, mate. I know. But he was appointed in 2017, and so oh, he, he only had a, a couple of years to sort of rough trot, settle learn in the ropes, and then it's just gone from all bad about to worse, world hasn't health. It? Yeah. Question number seven: Name this year's AFL and NRL premiers. Shit! <laughs> look at us, Johnny Leary. Do we look like? We know NRL. Surely, I, Alison, you've picked up on something. With I think me. it was the he he watches it all, Annie. It's okay. The Swans, hideous. the Sydney Swans, the Sydney the Swans. Well done. They, they didn't win though. But they did. You not ask who was in it? Can that can that count as something? Oh, that's right. The Swans it? were terrible, weren't they? They failed miserably. Yes, no, they they were they in failed it. Failed terribly. Geelong. Against Geelong. Against Geelong Cats. Well done, mate. Okay. Who yeah. won the AFL Grand Final and who won the NRL Grand Final? I try to mm. avoid that, but I think it was the Penrith Panthers. It was indeed the Penrith well Panthers. Done. It was a Very Western well Sydney, wasn't it? Western. Yes, it was a Parramatta Western Sydney. Yeah. Oh, very good. Dreadful. Anyway. <laughs> Dreadful. I'm ashamed I got it. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Clutch your pearls. <laughs> Clutch your pearls as you say it. Uh, I'm not into good the, work. 
the footballs. Anyway, for obvious all right, reasons. Moving right all along. The, all right, moving along. You don't want to hear my. You don't. <laughs> no, no, I don't, about I don't need to. The I've men in the footballs. Okay, you've heard it a lot. A lot. Anyway. <laughs> Question number eight. In which century did Johannes Gutenberg invent the printing press? Oh, oh the printing press. Ooh, now, that's I... a big turning point. It is. I wonder. Is is it the eighteenth century? No, it was well earlier. Oopsies. All right. Well so, earlier than the eighteenth century. So books are being produced for the first time on mass. What a dummy. <laughs> yep. Um, they are being produced on mass. Well. And you small want the mass, but small yeah, mass, much much quicker and easier than than it was previous to the invention of the printing press. And you want a century. I want a century. So a big, you know, that's a hundred years. Oh, are we talking about like maybe like the fifteenth? Are we talking back then? We're talking exactly the fifteenth. Well done. Well done. I was just thinking about Shakespeare and advertising those plays. Oh yeah, right. Back in the day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Do you know anything about Johannes Gutenberg? Not a thing. <laughs> well, we know that he invented the printing press. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's a little bit controversial to say that he invented the printing press. Was it his wife? Did his wife invent it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it wasn't. Well, I don't think it was his wife because what he contributed was putting these things together, which is movable type and casting casting type and a press so those things were all invented previous to him uh-huh. but he's sort of the one that that put them all together and certainly he's, he's the first european to have put the printing press to work he assembled it know. from all all the different people that have oh, i've just made this thing but what can i do with it <laughs> <laughs> indeed all right, question number nine. Is the Indian dish birani predominantly made from meat, rice or vegetables? Rice. Rice. Yeah, rice. Yeah. That's right, rice. Yeah. Remember that ad? No. No. Is there a Remember jingle that, that you're going to see? Where, um, and the rice would be animated. Oh, <gasps> yes. To, to, sunrise to rice. Kind of oh, sunrise, sunrise rice. rice. That was a beautiful and, ad. And the voiceover would go, that's right, rice. You know, because the question was something like what has the best or what is the best food for you or something mm. like that. Yeah. Remember that? that? That can't be yeah. true. It's not the best food for us, is no, it? But, <laughs> or, no. Oh, I'm just making that up. Could <laughs> they that be wasn't lying necessarily to us? in the ad. But it made all the different yeah. sculptures. Yeah, that's that right. The yeah, yeah, the sculptures. Yeah, the rice sculptures. I think the Leaning Tower of Pisa at some point. Was there an Eiffel Tower? I think there might Maybe have been. an Eiffel Tower. Maybe I'm conflating. Those we might two be. European landmarks. Yeah. Maybe. Mm, very good. There you go. You got it right. Biryani is. And thanks for the sunrise sponsorship. <laughs> Bit of nostalgia. Anytime. Shout out to the sunrise. <laughs> All right. We're up to the final question. <gasps> Are you ready? Has yeah, it, hasn't gosh. it flown by? We've done okay, Annie. Like, no, you've done I'd very like well. I'd like this to go well, this last one. Let's see. All right. Question number 10. I've stopped Which breathing. Which Russian Physiologist identified the conditioned (laughs) reflex by training a hungry dog to salivate at certain sounds. Pavlov. Pavlov's dogs. Thank you for that one. That really threw me. You can't see our faces, listeners, but they both dropped. Russian physicist, and we were like, oh. Uh. (laughs) 
and then a quick, like it was a roller coaster, wasn't it? It was like whiplash. Yeah. Pavlov. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was exciting. What a way uh, to it end. It was Pavlov. It was, do you know what his uh, first name is? No. It's pretty no. Russian. Kevin. Sergey. Sergey, not Sergey. The other Russian one. Um, Anton. My name, if I was Russian. Oh, what's John? John in Russian. Ivan or Ivan. Oh, is that I, John? I did not know yeah. that's John. Yeah. Ivan. It's a very different, you're a different guy. Should we call you <laughs> Ivan? You can call me, yeah, Ivan. You are a very different guy. Yeah. Let me tell you about Ivan Pavlov. He Go. was the first Russian to receive a Nobel Prize. Was he? Good on him. Yeah, for, for this work. Um, dribbling dogs. For dribbling dogs. He called the concept <laughs> the conditional reflex and it was developed after observing the rates of salivation in dogs. Pavlov noticed that his dogs began to salivate in the presence of the technician who normally fed them rather than simply salivating in the presence of the food. If a buzzer or metronome was sounded before the food was given, the dog would later come to associate the sound with the presentation of food and salivate upon the presentation of the sound stimulus alone. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. What's what's rather more disturbing is that as I was having a look, where is it? Hang on. Sorry. I hope this isn't a sad story about the dog. No, it's not a sad story about the dog. Okay. What was he, it? After, after working on dogs, he also worked on orphan children. <gasps> what do you mean worked on? Well, uh, like did the same. What? The same experiment? Waited yeah. with the food? Uh, it was at the Institute of oh. Experimental Medicine that Pavlov carried out his classical experiments on the digestive glands, which would eventually grant him the aforementioned Nobel Prize. Pavlov investigated the gastric function of dogs and later homeless children by externalizing a salivary gland so that he could collect measure and analyze the saliva and what response it had to food under different conditions S- hang he on noticed hang the dogs- on yep yeah did, did he externalize the he child's noticed, gland maybe he Ooh. noticed that the dogs tended to salivate before food was actually delivered to their mouths and set out to investigate oh. this psychic secretion as he called it experiments on orphaned children Ooh. involving Drilling a hole in their cheeks oh, and applying electric shocks. Johnny. Oh. Continued by his assistant, Nikolai Krasnogorsky. Why did you tell us that? <laughs> Why did you oh God. put that in our minds? Oh, my God. Drilling holes in cheeks of yeah. children. Of orphans. Of orphan children. Oh, my God. I mean, are... it's not great, oh, is it? no. No. Uh, what's the timing of the Nobel Prize there? Nineteen oh four, and when is the orphan business? I think before then. Whoo! Cancelled. Cancel him. <laughs> yeah, revoked. Revoked. They should give yeah. it. He needs to give yes. it back. He died in nineteen thirty six. All right, we have to take one last break. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
well, thank you both so much for coming on the quiz and doing very well. We did okay for two yeah, days. You both thought that you were, you were going to bomb, but you... But I did say I, to Johnny before we began, Annie, I said, mm. we're very similar in the... We're not dummies. We're not dummies, no, but we can no. appear that way. Yeah. I think yeah. in having my son have the fact love language, I've realised how little I retain facts yes. and I love a theme. So I'll be like, yeah, but how are people feeling yes. when Sputnik was launched? I'll remember that. Exactly. I've got a, so I've got a degree been... in history and I could give you the feelings, yeah, the, the feelings. waves of feelings. Absolutely. I think Toby and I maybe share a, a love language. Yeah. That came can... out wrong. But... <laughs> <laughs> and yet I can't speak it, so we come back full circle yeah. to mm. the love of my life being my sister. And <laughs> <laughs> No, we also share the... Comedy love language, don't yes. we? Yes, that's true. We and do. we share that with Annie. So yes, and yes. we can share that. Well, you can share that with my <laughs> listeners because they can all watch your episode of Summer Love on iView. They can now if they missed it they on can. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Anytime they please. Anytime they damn well please. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a joy having you both on the podcast. Thank you again. Thanks, Thank you Johnny. So much. See you next time. You bet. Toodle pip. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Saturday Quiz. Thank you to my delightful TV sister guests, Annie Maynard and Alison Bell. Catch up or re-watch their episode of Summer Love on ABC iView right now. I'll put a link in the show description. I'll also link the Sunrise ad with the Leaning Tower of Pisa in it. I couldn't find any record of anyone ever being charged with swearing in front of a corpse in Texas, but the state does have very broad disorderly conduct laws, which means that a person commits an offence if they intentionally or knowingly use abusive, indecent or profane language in a public place. The Texas Penal Code is also very tough when it comes to corpses generally, meaning jail time for a person who knowingly disinters, disturbs, damages, dissects, in whole or in part, carries away or treats in an offensive manner a human corpse. So, it is possible to argue that swearing in front of a corpse is illegal in Texas. Thanks, as always, to Cindy McDonald for writing the quiz, My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.